We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are live. Hello, everyone. Hello, Broncos country. And welcome to another installment of the Orange and Blue View. I am your co-host, Ron White. This way is my partner in crime, Thomas Hall. <laughs> How are you doing, Thomas, on this gorgeous Saturday? Yeah, doing good. Yeah, trying to beat the heat. But uh, like I told you, working out in the garage, it's nice and hot out there trying to get some stuff done. But yeah, it's going good. Uh, and I'm excited, you know, for camp. It's almost here. So we're actually going to have some uh, some live football going on really i mean not televised or anything but some real football so i'm i'm pretty excited about that yes yes most definitely some real live action mm-hmm. on the horizon um so that that's that's definitely exciting and yep same here in atlanta trying to beat the heat as well did some yard work today um so you know always about those bushes and cutting the grass <laughs> right part of that today but yeah all is good there and From the top rope, we got David McGrath coming in with a $10 super chat. We know we appreciate you, David. Thank you very much. He says, good evening, Broncos country. Thomas, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag seven days. Hashtag 12 and five. Buckham three times. Yes. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Again, David, thank you for coming in the top rope. We appreciate you, my guy. And coming in with a with a record prediction as well. I like it. 12 and 5. Yeah, that that's a again, you know, that's not out of the realm of the possible. You know, I, I think with the moves that have been made, um, you know, competing with Kansas City for the division, I I, I think that 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 can definitely happen. But again, you know, the Broncos still have, you know, a lot to prove, get out there and, you know, um, Put in the work and we'll see where it goes from there but again thank you thank you my guy yeah and uh yeah thanks for the for the super chat david appreciate it but you know the thing of it is is that there seems to be turmoil going on and a little bit in the other afc west foes right except for the broncos seem to be smooth sailing i, I saw chris jones is not reporting to camp because he's mm-hmm. unhappy about his contract you know the yep. chargers they have an unhappy running back the raiders you know they They've got a little turmoil going on. So, you know, maybe the Broncos are going to be the ones setting, you know, smooth sailing right into the start of the season, which will be, which will be great. So we'll see how it goes, but so far so good. Yeah. 
Most definitely. I'm glad you brought up, you know, that that Raiders, Josh Jacobs. You know, I know the running back market has been <laughs> there's been yeah. a lot of turmoil just in general uh, with, with the running back market. So if you know, if we don't see a Jacobs sighting week one, you know, I, I think Broncos fans should be happy. Right. Yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, week one without Josh Jacobs, he he's tends to play his best games when he's playing the Broncos. So. It will be nice to, I mean, I don't really care. I think the Broncos need to go out there and just, you know, need to win with people at full strength. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to have uh, have a little turmoil going on and uh, people missing for sure. So it's good. It's good stuff. Yes. Yeah. I want to jump in here, say hi to Michael, saying good evening, Thomas and Ron and Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos and Buckham. Michael's always supporting us with Facebook stars. So thank you very much, Michael. Really, really appreciate that. We got Dom coming in also saying from Facebook saying good evening, Thomas Ron Scott and Broncos country six days till camp. Can't wait. Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have a, a Facebook book user. So obviously the name's not coming through saying good evening, Thomas Ron Scott and Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Thank you all for the support. Really appreciate it um, as always. So thank you very much. Yes. Thank you guys for coming in. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, your generosity. So, um, yeah, so we got Todd Alsendorf coming in here, and this is a good segue to you know, the topic that we are going to discuss here. Thank you, Todd. He says, Fry will compete with Maher. However, might the Broncos watch the waiver wire once rosters are cut to 53 players and bring in yet another kicker? And that's very possible, Todd. That, that's that's an interesting perspective. You know, it it's going to be, you know, we, we'll see how this competition goes between Fry and, and Maher um, coming up, but you know that 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 could definitely be out of the um, within the realm of the possible, right? Just because we know we've seen Sean Payton sometimes with the kicker kind of wait all the way down to the wire. This may not even be resolved in training camp, <laughs> you know. So and that could be a possibility of you know he may not like or you know he may not like either, or they may not be up to par with what he's expecting. So they may bring in someone out the way wire, but. I, I want to get into the the topic here of um, the the Broncos did sign the new veteran kicker, uh, Brett Maher. So source confirms Broncos have reached a one year deal um, with kicker Brett Maher, and he kicked for Sean Payton with the Saints back in 2021. Had a great season last year, as you guys may know, with the Cowboys until those. Yeps in the playoffs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, as you guys may remember, also, he had that mini camp tryout with the Broncos in June. So, you know, that original trial with the Broncos was reportedly around the time that McManus was released. And he was viewed, Mahar was viewed as the favorite for that vacant kicking gig. Um, great body of work. Um, an NFL vet started in about 54 games. Fry's only been in three. And obviously, as I mentioned, there's familiarity with Peyton. Um, so the regular season with the Cowboys, he was great. Um, I think he made 29 of 32 kicks, 90, a little over 90 percent, nine of nine from 20 to 29 yards out, five of five from 30 to 39 yards out, six to seven from 40 to 49 yards out, and an impressive nine of 11 from 50 plus out. Um, but you know, the controversy stems from what we've seen lately. <laughs> And those yips that we saw against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, I, I think it is some cause for concern. You know, I, I, 
I'm looking at the overall body of work, Thomas, when it comes to Maher, the kicker. And, you know, it's it's been great. It's In my mind, it's been better than what McManus has recently been producing. Um, and I would say, you know, that one, you know, game in the in the uh, postseason against the Bucs, I mean, that was just a bad day at the office for me. But, you know, looking at the whole body of work, I would say this is definitely um, an upgrade over McManus and, you know, what the Broncos need. And hopefully with Sean Payton's offense, we won't be seeing, you know, a lot of field goals be kicking more touchdowns. And then we'll see more of those uh, <laughs> PATs coming thereafter. So that's right. Um, that's what yeah, Williams, what's, what's Williams your take said. there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, Williams Williams said, right yeah. here. You know, <laughs> we don't need field goals. Extra points yeah, is all yeah. we need. So my my biggest issue, uh, we can look at his body of work, right? He, you know, he obviously was a pretty good kicker in the regular season. For me, you need a clutch kick, kicker. And he wasn't. He, he failed pretty badly when it mattered most, right? In the playoffs, missing extra points. So that gives me, uh, you know, a little bit of pause for sure, just because I, 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 you know, I'm, I want the kicker to come in and make the kick when it matters. And, you know, that's, that, that's what they're paid to do. They're not paid to rack up uh, good uh, percentage points all through the season and, you know, uh, you know, look good on paper. They're, they're here to win the, t- win the games when it matters most. And that's why I'm a little bit worried uh, about this, but I'm mostly just worried about how it all transpired, right? They released McManus with no plan. If they were going to release McManus, maybe take a shot at somebody in the draft, do something. They didn't really do that. Now they're kind of scrambling. They're bringing in a couple people that, you know, really isn't uh, inspiring any confidence in Broncos country for that matter. I mean, we, as you know, we just, you know, saw Todd asking, are they going to hunt for somebody that gets, you know, let go from the, when they cut down to 53, I mean, that it's possible. Uh, that would mean that both of them failed in training camp and they're out there scrambling again, you know, to find somebody else to come kick. And, you know, sometimes you can go in and get a kicker off the street who, who works out well. We've seen it a few times here and there, but for the most part, you want a reliable kicker. You want somebody that can come in and, and really do it when it matters. And uh, I'm a little bit worried about the kicking game. Uh, and I'll tell you, you know, the, the last thing the Broncos country need is to have a couple losses because the kicker doesn't make a field goal. And then, you know, they're on the outside looking in, needing help to get into the play. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and and again, that that is a a valid concern of, you know, when you're in the playoffs, when you need that kick to win the game and or take the lead, you, you want that kicker to come up clutch. Um, but, you know, again, we, we'll see what happens. It, it'll be interesting to see in this training camp battle how, you know, how they compete and, and what Sean Payton does with them. And we yeah. got Michael Ronquillo coming in uh, here again. Thank you, Michael. You know, we appreciate you, my man. He says, kicker Brett Maher will bring great competition with Elliot Fry. Yes, I, I, I think he will. Um, but again, we'll, we'll see what, what training camp yields from that, but I, I agree. Definitely hundred percent, Michael. Yeah. And that's the, that's the reason for the signing, right? Is to create that training camp competition. See who comes out on top, but whoever comes out on top, we're still a little worried about that's the problem, right? right? (laughs) They're still a little bit worried. And again, coming in saying, uh, the Broncos have added Brett Mayer to the roster. I said that McManus cut was a bad idea. How many wins will our kickers cost us this upcoming season? Yeah, I, it was an odd move. I, I kind of knew that they were going to do it, right? Like, he seemed like he was making more than he, he had, you know, and he wasn't really earning that bigger payday as, as a kicker, a reliable kicker. But it was a weird it was a weird move, right? Getting rid of him when they got rid of him. I already said that. But I hope none. I really hope that the kickers don't cost them uh, any games. But it, it is a valid concern. I mean, we're talking about it right now. Is this kicker that they're going to land on going to – come out and kick when it matters and that's that's the big question mark right now neither one of them have proven that they're you know capable of doing that so far and maybe maybe one of them will take off and uh, you know the past will be behind them and everything will be great and who knows but i hope it's none but you i mean you what you watch super that super bowl 50 run brandon mcmanus was a key to getting them into the playoffs and into the super bowl mcmanus was uh was huge he came up huge so you can't overlook the value of that clutch kicker. Thank you, Keith, for coming in. And I, I agree to an extent, Thomas and Keith. It's, but you know, Super Bowl Fifty was eons ago. We were, you know, I'm looking at it more from a what has Brandon McManus done for us lately? Sure. And the, the numbers just just don't seem to be elite for me. So I I, I agree in the sense that. It, it was a bad idea when you're looking at it from retrospect of they may not have a plan after the McManus release. Um, so I can see it from that regard, but we, we all saw it coming, you know, out, out above 50 yards on a field goal attempt. Again, it's a coin flip. You just don't know if he's going to make it or not. Um, he's been, he's been more missed than hit for me lately over the past few seasons. So we, we had to upgrade just because the numbers just weren't, you know, weren't where they were before in that Super Bowl 50 run. So, you know, as far as answering your question of how many wins um, it will cost us, I, I don't think it's going to cost us many wins. I mean, you know, the, the goal or the hope is that with Sean Payton and the Russell Wilson connections, we will be scoring more touchdowns. <laughs> 
Um, so this offense should be hopefully, you know, in rhythm, in groove, a well-oiled machine to score those touchdowns to where as though, yes, I agree, extra points do matter. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can, with the touchdowns being scored, we can start to ramp up the scoreboard. So I don't see us being um, compromised in the win column as much, but it still, you know, leads me to believe that the plan after McManus should have been a little bit more well thought out. Well, and the thing for me too, is uh, when you cut, when they cut McManus, I was expecting something bigger to come back, right? Like they were making room for some other free agent to, to bring in and they didn't really bring anybody exciting in, right? That, you know, people were, you know, opining that it was going to be for Dalvin cook or somebody else, but there really wasn't any, any big moves. So it was kind of like, it was a, they cut them and then to free up money and then nothing really happened with the money. I mean, they brought in, I think they brought in Tyler Lancaster after who's a, you know, a journeyman kind of uh, rotational defensive lineman, but really we were expecting a little bit more because of the cut, but it never really happened. So, and uh, we got Michael coming back in talking about Robbie Gold. you know, wants another shot in the NFL with a new NFL team. He's a reliable kicker. I mean, it, why not give him a shot too? Maybe, maybe he wants too much money. I don't know. Uh, it could be, but there are, uh, you know, there are kickers out there and they're, I mean, they're going to find out if either of these two are, are worth, uh, worth their weight. Right. So we'll see. Yep. And that's, thank you, Mike, for coming back in with that. That was actually a name that I thought the Broncos would have considered, <laughs> um, you know, Rob, Robbie goes well above uh, average kicker for me. Um, and he would have definitely been, great to kind of bring in competition um, for fry. So, but let's switch gears a little bit. we got David Youngkin coming in asking who will be the starting center. It's going to be Lloyd Cushenberry so far. I mean, that's, that's where (laughs) all the signs are pointing to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Because they really didn't make many moves to point otherwise. Uh, And like I've been saying, I, I feel like Sean Payton and that coaching staff, liked what they saw and they think that, you know, coming out of college or something, think that he's the, the guy for them. It's possible. I would think that he'd have to have a pretty bad camp to lose it. And, you know, Kyle Fuller or, or even the rookie would have to have a very good camp in order to kind of supplant him early on. Sean Payton doesn't like to start the season with a rookie uh, starting center. He, he, he did it when he had to, uh, but um, you know, he, I don't know if he really wants to go that route with a, you know, especially a seventh round rookie. So I, it's going to be Kush and I hope he can, uh, I hope he can make that leap from, you know, in this, in this year, make that leap that, uh, he, we were all expecting him to make the last few years that he just didn't make. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Thomas. It's, I mean, it's going to be Cushionberry. And again, I'm, I'm going to say this as I've been saying before, in the sense that the Broncos didn't prioritize center just for that very reason. You know, they they took a flyer on Fuller um, from Seattle a little later in free agency. They didn't get Forsyth until the seventh round. So they are high on Cushenberry. And we, we'll see how it all unfolds in training camp, you know, but Cushenberry is going to be that starting center unless, unless training camp yields otherwise. Um, I think also with Zach Strife um, coming in and with this coaching, they're going to try to put Cushenberry in those positions, you know, to hold up at the point of attack and make those calls as your center should be. So, 
you know, there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be like a full education on what, you know, Cushenberry needs to do as far as improving. But I, again, I, I think they saw what we all saw coming out of LSU. And I think the coaching staff says that we can leverage all of that and turn him into an average starting center. Because again, that's, that's all we want um, at the end of the day, an average starting center to hold up at the point of attack. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and hopefully with the two, with the acquisitions and hopefully minors stepping, yeah. you know, yeah. getting better, maybe those two will help him get better. Yeah, we'll see. I hope it's a well-oiled machine really with offensive line. It comes down to how well they play together. Really. It's yeah. not individual performance for the most part. I mean, obviously it is to a certain extent, but if they're a well-oiled machine working well together, they can function together better. It will help everybody along that line. So let's, let's hope that that, let Ben Powers and Miners really help bring Cushionberry along. Yeah. We got Phil McLaughlin coming in what from Facebook. Thank you so much, Phil, for being here. We always appreciate it. Saying good evening, Thomas, Ron, and Deacon Scott. If Moss doesn't beat out Mathis, do you think he will play slot beating out Williams? Buckham, mile high huddle for life. Well, Phil, I don't think he's going to beat out either one of them. I, I think Mathis is uh pretty much set at the corner opposite uh Sertan. Uh, he would have to really stumble for a rookie to beat him out. I like Moss, but I think he his uh, role is going to be special teams mostly to start and then you know filling in, coming in once in a while. I, I think he's a, a good uh, future for the future, you know, a good player for the future. But Kwan Williams is an underrated player. I think he's a heck of a player. He played uh, most of the season with a club on his hand, right, and still played at a pretty decent level. So I don't think I don't see him beating out either of them. If he does beat out Mathis, then that Mathis is having a pretty bad camp, so to speak. Like he's struggling really badly. He's having a sophomore slump right away and things aren't going aren't going well. But I don't think he's going to beat out Williams. Uh, He may take, you know, take over that spot after Williams leaves. I think Williams is done after this year, but Williams is a good, very, very good player. If he can stay healthy and keep both hands free, I think he's going to be a pretty solid player for the Broncos. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I, I you actually took the point I was going to make of when Williams leaves, then expect Moss to come in and and be that and be that third corner. Um right now, yep, yeah, Phil, um as of this year it's going to be PS2, Mathis and Williams. Um you know, again, I, I'm curious to see how Moss does perform in training camp though. I'm I'm expecting good things, but um, th- those will be your, your three corners um, starting on this roster. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
And we got David McIlrath coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much for coming back in with another super chat. We really appreciate that support, David, as always. And he's calling it. He's saying Forsyth will start. He fell to the seventh. I agree with you that he fell. I totally agree with you. I think he's a better player than he is a tester. I think that he has a, uh, a, a future in the NFL. I just don't know if he, he's going to be able to supplant um, Cushenberry early on. Maybe maybe in midseason, if Cushenberry's struggling, maybe, they, they, maybe he will. But I don't think he's going to start right away. But if he does, that means he's played exceptionally well in camp and preseason, and they just couldn't. Uh, they just couldn't ignore his abilities, which is a good thing. Yeah, thank you, David, for coming in. Um, but yeah, th- this year I-, I don't see him starting this year. Now, next year potentially, um, we'll-, we'll see how Cushionberry performs. You know, if if the team's not as high on Cushionberry going into next season, um, I can see Forsyth starting in the twenty twenty four season, and or if Cushionberry does outkick his coverage and another team signs him and offers him more money, then I can see Forsyth also starting in 2024. But yeah, I, I would say the starting center in 2023 is going to be Lori Cushenberry. Gary Palmer, the legends coming in uh, with a super chat as well. Thank you for the support, Gary. Thanks for being here. Uh, saying hi, Thomas, Ron, and Scott. We fans have trouble seeing Cush's center, but Sean sees it another way. He has the deciding vote. Go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, Gary, that's what I've been saying. As soon as they didn't go out and address the center position with free agency, I, I wrote an article saying I think he sees something in Cushenberry that uh, he liked, you know, from afar or from a distance, right? Or when he was looking at him coming out of LSU, he liked some. And and that's sometimes coaches have they are that way. They think they can resurrect a career, and they go ahead and try and do that. So. I, you're hitting the nail on the head, Gary. It's uh, he he wants him to be the starting center, and he's gonna he's gonna try it and see see how it goes, at least at least early on. And you know the the thing about Cushenberry, I'll, I'll say this: he he has struggled. There's no doubt about it. He he needs to he needs to get get stronger. You know he has to hold up in the middle with those those bull rushes and whatnot. But uh, he was pretty pretty bad coming in as a rookie, which you know, starting as a rookie is tough. He didn't play very well at all, but the second year he played better, right? He did improve, not drastically. He wasn't, you know, his trajectory wasn't huge, but he was kind of getting closer to that middle of the road type of center. And then last year, the coaching wasn't very good. Uh, and I, I know I'm making excuses and I don't want to, you know, he still, he has to get better, but the coaching wasn't very good on the offensive line. The offense wasn't very good. And, uh, Frankly, I think he kind of did. He didn't really fit that scheme very well, which you know isn't a, a huge excuse. But you know, if you if you're more comfortable in a different scheme, so there might have been some reasons why he kind of regressed again. So maybe maybe through this, uh, you know, these new coaches and Sean Payton having a better offense, having better players around him, maybe he does make a bit of a leap. Um, but either way, they need to prepare for the future because even if he does that, make that leap, he's on a restricted free agent after the season. So they're going to have to make. They're, they're going to have to hope that he plays well and uh, maybe they'll resign him. Maybe they won't. So that's a, that's a big question mark, but I, yeah, I, I just hope he, like you said, Ron, I, I hope he gets into the, you know, at least to the middle of the pack when it comes to centers. Cause that'll be, a, that, like you said, that'll be enough, right. To, to hold up that line. 
Yes, and Gary, thank you for your super chat. You know, we appreciate you, buddy. And I, I agree, Gary. You know, it's it, again, they didn't prioritize it for a reason. And Sean Payton has his guy in mind for his scheme. And, you know, coming in with a new scheme, we can probably say that Cushenberry didn't fit the, the previous scheme. And Sean Payton does see him more with this scheme. And then, of course, if he gets in the weight room and, you know, with the coaching and toolage of Strife, you know, we can see a better Cushenberry. Um, and again, I think that's what the team is banking on. But, you know, he just has to to step up. And I think he's willing with this coaching staff um, putting in the work to actually step up and be, again, that average starting center that, that we're wanting to be. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. Keith's coming in saying, give it up for Orange and Blue View. Yeah, thank you. Give it up for us. So, you know, thank subscribe you. And, and follow us. You know, I, I forgot to turn on the uh, the banners here, but uh, we, you know, follow me at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Follow Ron at Ron White NFL on Twitter. Ask us anything. But, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, throw a like our way, whatever. Uh, we really appreciate it. But uh, Keith's asking, uh, I want your thoughts, predictions on Bulls season. He's getting little attention. I think we've talked about this before, Ron. Maybe, maybe it was on one of my other shows. I can't remember. But he, we are talking about him kind of flying under the radar, right? Nobody's really talking about Bulls. They're just expecting him to come back and be a, a good player again, uh, even though he really has only had one and maybe one and a half years of, of really high-level play. And then other things, it hasn't been as good, right? Um, and, you know, coming off an injury, we're expecting Bulls to be – to be wonderful, but there should be some questions on that. Really. I mean, there really should. Uh, I think that they're going to plan for the future uh, for his position. I don't think he's going to be around too much longer. Uh, So I I think he, I don't know. He has to be, if he can be as good as he was uh, two years ago, that they're fine. But if he struggles again, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit rough for bull season, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be serviceable. I don't think he's going to be known as one of the elite uh, left tackles in the game, but he's going to be good enough to, to do what needs to be done along the offensive line. That, that's kind of my prediction. I know it's kind of lukewarm, but that, that's kind of my thoughts on bulls, right? He, he's just never really impressed me that much. He's been adequate for the most part. Interesting take. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Keith, for coming in. We appreciate you, buddy. And yeah, Bowles, in my opinion, Bowles has a lot to prove. Bowles still has a lot to prove. Now, again, yeah, that season two, about a few years ago, if he can get back to that level, I, I think, you know, this off- that'll put the offensive line as a whole in great shape. Um, but, you know, it's going to be contingent upon how, you know, how he comes back, you know, from the injury um and how he holds up as well um in that left tackle position but you know it's it's going to be hard you know to see again the i think they are also planning thomas to your point for, for the future because depending on how he performs this year which again i think he's going to be at average level play we we probably won't see him next year. I, I think the Broncos are going to start to look to upgrade that left tackle position. Um, just because, you know, that that one, one and a half season level of good play just isn't enough to warrant that long-term deal, at least in my opinion, for Denver to pay him out. So 
I, I do see them moving on after this season, or that's a potential option. But depending on how he comes back from injury, Keith, you know, and with the help of McGlinchey there as well, and a new offensive line coach, I do see him at least providing that serviceable level play for this season. I, I hope he's great. I really do. I just, it's hard to predict that from, from bulls. So yeah, ho- hopefully he's, uh, hopefully he stays healthy. That's the big yeah, thing. He needs to stay thing. healthy. So that that's a big thing. I think he'll be good enough, uh, along that line. And, and what, so stay healthy and he'll be fine. Uh, I got Facebook user coming in. I think, I think it's Linda that I think she said her name was Linda in another part of the chat. Maybe, maybe not, but, uh, saying evening gents, do you see DJ Jones playing more, the one or three technique. Yeah. I think he's going to be the nose, right? Like he was last year, but with Mike Purcell being there next to him, I think they can kind of switch back and forth a little bit. Uh, I, but I think he's, I think he's, uh, you know, going to be that nose for the most part. I think he plays it pretty well. And depending on how that rotation is and how Mike Purcell really steps up and, and plays and well, stays healthy is really what he needs to do. You know, he could be filling in that role that Deshaun, Williams was uh, filling, you know, until he left after this, this season. So I, I, yeah, I think there can be some rotational pieces. I think um, Wazirike can, can come in and play a little bit. He's a, he's big and strong. He, he might be able to come in and uh, then you might see some, some rotation in there, but from what I, what I understand, he's going to play uh, the nose, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll see more when I'm out of training camp, see if they're, you know, kind of moving him around a little bit. Yeah, it'll be curious to see what they what they do in training camp. And I, I agree, Thomas is going to do more of what he did last season. Play play that nose. Um, I, I see him um, more at that position. So, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I want to say hi to Kathy. Hey, Kathy, I hope, uh, hope you're feeling better. Things are going well. Saying hi, She's saying uh, hi, Thomas Scott and everyone else. Bulls will be fine if the new O-line coach is able to work with the guy that has a learning disability. Cush either steps up or aside. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you hit it. And and that has been Bull's problem, right? He, you know, he's went through a lot of offensive line coaches. He did his best when he had a good teacher, right? A good teaching coach. And, you know, in Munchak. And then, you know, he kind of faltered a little bit after that. But I really hope that that Zach Streif can can relate to the players well, coach do and do a really good job because it will definitely help Bulls. And and you're right, Cush Cush has to step up this year. He, he, I made him my dark horse candidate for being the surprise player of the year only, only because he has to. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for that, Kathy. And, uh, appreciate you, you coming in. Yep. Thank you, Kathy, for coming in for that. 
Um, we got Todd saying Yoma, which is was Rike, is not really showing much far. You're right. He re- he really hasn't, and that's the problem. And that's a problem I've been talking about for a long time with this team. Is the defensive line rotation needs to step up. It, they didn't do a a lot to address it. They went out and got Zach Allen, which was good. Uh, you know, to replace Jeremiah Jones, but they didn't, you know, they didn't do a lot. I know Tyler Lancaster is, is a fairly solid kind of rotational piece who was injured, missed all of last season. The young guys have to step up. Henningsen and Wazrike have to step up uh, in order to have a good O-line rotation. I like, I like both of them. I think they pl- played fairly well when they played, but they, you know, they were rookies and they, you know, they, they have to develop. And Henningsen actually, I think, uh, played quite a bit more. So uh, he might have a, a step up on uh, on Yoma, but um, yeah, you're right. They they have to do something. They have to step up. So we'll see in training camp how that is. But if they don't, if they if you see Sean Payton go out and get another defensive lineman, a veteran, you'll know that th- those young guys didn't make that leap that they were hoping to make. What do you What do you think? Uh, yeah, I I agree. I, I think. Yeah, I've seen more from Henningsen than Uwazirike, and I actually like both of them for sure. Um, but they they in the in those rotational packages, they just they just have to step up on that line. Um, but you know, hopefully with you know this new coaching, and then hopefully with um, you know all the other pieces that they have with Zach Allen, we we can start to see that. And I was going to say to mention the same thing in the sense of if they. You know, if we do see another signing come up, then you know that in camp, you know, that one or two of them didn't perform as to be expected. So, but I'm I'm hoping the best for both of them because I actually like both of them coming out of college. I'm going to give a shout out to Big Earn here. Ernie, Ernie Mays coming in saying hello, Thomas and Ron and Scott. Go Broncos country. I know everybody's saying hi to Scott. He's, uh, he's uh, out, uh, not here. So it's just us. So if we miss... You know, if we miss a, a Facebook stars or, or something, we really apologize. It's not as easy to to flip through the chat and do all that uh, and talk at the same time. I guess uh, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, but thanks for coming in uh, tonight. Really appreciate it. And we've got Phil McLaughlin coming back in, of course, from Facebook. Uh, thank you, Phil. He says, you guys think Greg, Greg will, will play at least 75, ugh, I can't talk, 75% of games this year. Sure would make a difference based on our depth. Uh, jump in there, Ron. What do you think? Phil, thank you for coming in. That is a very good question. <laughs> well, I I hope he does. <laughs> you know, I, I I really do hope that he can be available for all the games because this you know this edge depth it's you know it's, it's very thin. You know, after him and Browning, of course, with the Frank Clark signing we have as well, it's good. But I'm, I'm hoping that Gregory can at least play um 75 of games um it's it's just hard to it's hard to say right now if it's going to happen but i'm i'm banking that he can stay healthy enough to be on the field to make that impact because when he's on the field phil the game-changing plays that he can make are out of this world and you know with Frank Clark, and then having these other edge edge people come up in rotational packages, I can see this defense kind of take that next level. But to say if he's going to be available to play seventy five percent of the games, it's I'm hoping, 
I'm hoping. I just I just don't know for sure <laughs> because there's always something with him, uh, you know, some sort of injury um, to make him to make him miss games. But I'm, I'm hoping he can be there at least 75 percent of the time. Yeah, if he's not, it's going to be a massive uh, bust of a free agent yeah. signing. I mean, yeah. it just is. I didn't like it when it happened because he's never available, whether it's for su- suspension or injury. And if he can't play at least 75% of the games this year, he's not going to be coming back. I, I guarantee it. They're, the the contract that they signed uh, with him gives him an out gives him an out pretty much after this year without without too much pain, so to speak. So if he if he's hurt again this year and he misses a ton of games, they're gonna they're gonna have to go make some other other decisions on on pass rusher, right? Like they're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, I I'm not gonna count on it, right? I just because he's never never really there, he's never really around, and so uh, I would be hopeful that he plays 75 percent of the games, and they need him to. They absolutely need him to. But I just can't count on it. It's just based on his history. He's just never available. And that's a huge waste of $50 million signing him to that contract uh, because you know he just hasn't been available. So, And that's the best ability that they say is availability, and he's just not. So, But, you know, he was very good when he was out there. Don't get me wrong. I think he can play, play the position really well. You just, I just, I wouldn't take that bet that he's going to be there for seventy five percent of the games. I just wouldn't take it because he he just hasn't proven to be able to do that. Thanks, Phil, for appreciate that. And then we got Todd coming in here, kind of backing us up. Says, "Thank you, Todd." He says, "If Gregory plays ten games, we should be very thankful." Absolutely, yeah, exactly, exactly. Say hi to Michaela. Saying good evening, Broncos country. Hey, Michaela, hey, how Michaela. you doing? Thanks for uh, thanks for dropping in. We appreciate that. And uh, let's see what, see, we got any more uh, chats coming in. Um, If not, we can, uh, we can wrap this up a little early Uh, and Ernie is coming back in saying, you know, Greg will be awesome if he doesn't get hurt. Absolutely. I mean, we're, everybody's like, you know, saw what he could do when he, he played, but it's just, he's just never there. So uh, thanks uh, Ernie for coming in and and saying that really appreciate it. So. Thank you. Thank you, Ernie. And then we got Dave Ayonkin coming in here. Thank you, David. He says the only one I'm excited to see is Sean Payton on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, he 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 is must watch TV. And if you're actually at the game, you, you, you gotta <laughs> you're always looking forward to seeing him. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that coach of that caliber, we're we're all excited to see what he can do on the sidelines. Um, you know, how he responds to certain calls and, you know, how he interacts with the players. It's, it's going to be interesting to see. But I'm also looking forward to seeing, um, and I know you are when you get to training camp, um, Thomas, these new free agent signings. Like, I'm, I would love to see Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey. I'm, I'm more intrigued by seeing this revamped offensive line. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know th- it's coming right up. So if you're out there, I'm going to be out there uh, at camp from August 1st, hopefully the 5th. It's tough getting tickets on the weekends, and you know it's uh, th- they sold out sold out really quickly. But come by, say hi. Luke Patterson and I will be out there. Luke will be out there the whole time. So if you want to say hi to him, say hi to him. But uh, we'll be out there. We'll be bringing back uh, some of the reports, uh, telling you what we saw, and also. Um, you know, I'm going to be looking for the keys that I kind of came up with, uh, when I 
when I watch camp and, and what's kind of a, a predictor of a success in the future. So go check those out. We got them all on Mile High Huddle. Ron's got a few articles out there right now on Mile High Huddle. Uh, the website. So go check those out. I've got some uh, top five all time uh, articles out there. So yeah, go check them out. Uh, appreciate everybody being in here. We've got, uh, got some final thoughts from, uh, from Michael Ronquillo coming in as always. Thank you, Michael, for the support. Your, your great support of my huddle and the show. We really, really appreciate it. it says great show tonight, Thomas and Ron and orange and blue view go Broncos and Buckham. So thank you for that, Michael. Really, really appreciate that. But the, you know, we got one. We got one more question here. I think we'll grab. It's a yeah. Phil McLaughlin, good question. Who will have the most receiving yards this year, Ron? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you uh, jump in there first. Yes, this is a great question, Phil. I would say most receiving yards is going to be Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy's my my guy to get the most receiving yards. I I I say that just because, you know, you, you obviously Tim Patrick coming back from injury. I, I don't see Tim Patrick finding his groove until a little bit later on in the season. You know, we saw the connection that Wilson and Judy had last year, um, and I I still think Judy, you know. As great as he was last year in the past few seasons, he still has some to prove, and I think he'll definitely break out with being um, the receiver that has the most receiving yards this year for the Denver Broncos. So I'm, I'm calling Jerry Judy. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Jerry Judy, uh, he he seems to be the leading candidate to to kind of break out, become a become a you know, well, live up to his potential is what I should say. Yep. Uh, and and I did a study a while back looking at his numbers. You know, his he, he if he'd have had more targets, because what he does with his targets is is some of the is, is just as good as a lot of these yes. other top wide receivers. Not ju- as good as Justin Jefferson or some of the other, but you know, right underneath there, right. So if he gets his targets, he's gonna he's going to be able to produce yards with those targets. And so so it's hard to say I I you know to vote vote against him, but I'm hoping that Cortland Sutton is that same guy that he was a few years ago and plays that kind of, you know, I know that uh, Sean Payton has done some, some great work, some bigger, you know, wide receivers like he is. So you go back and look at the seventh round, uh, you know, steal that they got. Uh, I think he's their leading wide receiver and I am drawing a blank on his name and I'm sorry. Uh, he's long since retired, big receiver who he used really well. And it'll come to me after the show's over, so I really apologize. But, you know, and, the, you know, with Michael Thomas, what he's able to do with those bigger receivers, if Cortland Sutton, and he's saying the right things, he, you know, he's doing, he's putting in the work. If he can, if he can kind of rekindle that and, and play up to what we've seen from other, some of these other big receivers with Sean Payton, he could be the one that leads the, uh, the um, Broncos in reception yards and kind of get back onto that track that we all thought we would see him. So, I'm going to go I, – I hate to bet, bet against Jerry Judy. I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton uh, at being that guy, and only because Tim Patrick's still recovering from knee injury, right? I mean, he is – he's supposedly recovered, but it takes a while to get back. So, yes, thank you. Colson, Marcus Colson, thank you for throwing that in the chat. Appreciate it. I was drawing a blank on it. But, yes, a, one of the one of the best steals in the seventh round, you know, in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate it. 
we got Todd's predicting both uh, Sutton and Judy will get over a thousand yards. That's that's awesome, and that means that that Russell Wilson's thrown for over four thousand for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, great. All right, folks. Yeah, let's wrap this show up. It's been fun. I really uh, have enjoyed talking. I know we started off with kickers, you know, and that's not always super fun and exciting to talk about, but we've gotten some good things. But um, anyway, we will we will be back next Saturday. So we'll have the camp will have started, right? So we'll have a couple of days of camp in. So we'll start to see the reports, get to hear what what Luke has to say when he's out there. So yeah, join us. Uh, we'll do a little tra uh, training camp talk and just keep our fingers crossed for no injuries. But as always like the show, check out mile high huddle. Look at the, uh, the articles that are out there. They're, they go into to depth of a lot of things that are, they're happening out there. So check it out. And so for me and for my coast, Ron white, just want to say thank you very much for all the support tonight. Thank you for the conversation. And with that, we'll say good night and go Broncos. Go Broncos. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.